Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum brothers and sisters and welcome to the Ghazwini Brothers podcast. This is our 14th episode. Uh, it's the second to last. I know I've had a blast doing it um, and inshallah you guys like what we've been doing as well. My name is Sayyid Muhammad Radha Ghazwini and joined with me today is my dear elder brother Sayyid Muhammad Jawad Ghazwini. Uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about gemstones. So many people like to wear rings. We have a hadith about different type of gemstones. Um, so we're going to be talking about A through Z to about different gemstones just because there's so much misinformation involved, certain superstitions and things of that nature. A'udhu billahi rajim rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala Muhammadin wa ala alihi tayyibin al-tahirin Respected brothers, sisters, friends, viewers Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Yeah, I actually think that this topic is um, um, First of all, it looks like people are very interested in the topic And uh, second of all, I think um, You know, though uh, you will find a ring in uh, uh, a Muslim's life somewhere, you know. Either they're wearing it or they've kept it aside. Right. Um, or they're thinking of buying one. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the followers of Ahlul Bayt, you know, because we all go to ziyarah, um, right. you know, sometime in our life. Or when we go to Hajj, inshallah, for those who haven't gone, they will go. For those who haven't gone to ziyarah, mm-hmm. they will be able to do so. And all around, you see shops that are obviously selling uh, rings. Right. And you get in there, and you get so confused. There are so many rings. Right. There are so many different stones, so many different colors. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, which one's good, which one isn't good, which one's real, which one isn't real. What right. is the story behind each ring? You know, are they all uh, part of the Islamic uh, uh, rituals or, mm-hmm. or the Islamic teachings? Or are some of them, you know... Uh, pre-Islam, many questions exist around this topic, right. and I don't know if many people have talked about it. I don't even know if anybody's talked about it, to be honest with you. Definitely. So we needed to shed some light on this topic for sure. Um, uh-huh. It's a very important topic, though. Obviously, I want to say right in the beginning that I have a hobby of of you know knowing about stones and mm-hmm. collecting rings, and uh, though I don't collect many, you know, when I I I try. I, try to also gift um, so I don't keep you know I, I don't store too many but what I what I'm trying to say is I have a hobby for it so I know quite well I mean I know quite some I have some good information right uh, but I'm not an expert right definitely not an expert so uh, you know we're just discussing this I guess yeah. from uh, yeah none of what we're gonna be talking about is technically scientifically proven um, although we searched uh, far and wide for different scientific articles about benefits of gemstones or things of that nature, but does it seem to be like there's any studies conducted at all in the scientific world? Um, so today we're going to be talking about a few main points. We'll talk about what kind of gemstones are recommended for us to wear um, by the faith of Islam or Sunnah, Hadith maybe. Then we'll talk about where a good place is to buy gemstones at. So where should we shop? Um, Then we'll talk a little bit about diamonds. 
and the difference between precious stones and semi-precious or non-precious stones in Western terms. Then we'll talk about gemstones and the Ahl bayt and finally we'll talk about gemstones and superstitions. So we have tons of questions today. Uh, we'll try to get through all of them within our discussion, and if we don't, we'll take some at the end. Inshallah. So, uh, which kind of gemstones are recommended for us to wear? Okay, so basically, um, um, I like to always introduce my audience to where they can find those discussions mm -hmm. uh, in Islamic books. Even when I teach my classes, I always give them the reference that you know what we're discussing now can be found can be found under this title, and those particular books or the fiqhi books or the books of hadith. Right. So uh, you will be able to find books, you will be able to find articles, you will be able to find um, a hadith uh, from in the books of all Muslims under the title of Al-Ahjar Al-Karima, mm -hmm. uh, the precious stones. However, uh, there is a slight difference between the Western definition of precious stones right. and the Islamic definition of precious stones. So precious stones um, uh, in the uh, Western, uh, in its Western definition would be obviously diamonds, uh, right. rubies. Uh, yeah, it depends on the rarity, basically. The more rare, the yeah, and I would price. say you know the the price. Right. Uh, maybe there are some some stones that are rare, but they're not really expensive. So maybe a little bit of both. Uh, but then the like things like Aqiq and 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 Firuza and all those other mm -hmm. ones will be considered uh, semi-precious stones. Right. However, in our uh, books, according to Islamic scholars, those are the precious stones. Right. Because we have hadiths discussing them, and uh, we will be discussing when we discuss. Uh, uh, diamonds that right. you know diamonds weren't really precious at that time mm -hmm, uh, and uh, for example uh, turquoise was definitely considered yeah. way more precious than a diamond yeah. so turquoise is Feroza yeah just to yeah we'll go audience. over that okay. later on cool so um, you asked me which ones are recommended to wear right yeah okay so uh there's a, 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 an introduction that I'd like to give before we get into uh, sure. this particular, uh, you know, defining, you know, I'll mention some of the stones and I'll mention maybe one or one or two hadiths surrounding this topic or, or that particular stone. Okay. Uh, but I want to say that, um, you know, the, there, there are some hadiths that say, for example, if you wear aqiq, Mm -hmm. Or if you if you if you wear turquoise, or what have you, hypothetically, uh, you will, for example, um, have uh, good rizq. Right. You know, you'll have good income. You'll 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 be in a good financial mm -hmm. state, or status. Or you'll, um, or for example, if you wear turquoise, then jealousy will be removed mm -hmm. away from you, and what have you. We'll look at the hadiths. Uh, but does that mean that this rock by itself is going to ultimately completely protect you against that? That is not the case. Right. Uh, those are things you may do in order to create a shield around yourself mm -hmm. or to bring blessings to yourself. But they are not the only thing. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Uh, so we sometimes may do things that counter that. Mm-hmm. For example, for men, uh, we have a hadith as simple as saying, if you don't, you know, if, if, if a man's mustache starts getting into his, on his lips and his mouth, mm-hmm. this is something that decreases the razaq. Uh, obviously, Islam giving a lot of attention to hygiene. Right. A lot of importance to hygiene. You know, you don't want to be sitting in front of a guy that his mustache and his it's in his lips and yeah. you know he's, he's eating and it. yeah and, and and you know it's yeah. obvious. And I see people until now, you know, uh, basically like that. Yeah. And some of them are unfortunately religious, but I don't know if they know this or not that you have to keep your mustache very short. And, right. You know, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says. So was, is that something that where the malaika, the angels would say, oh, reduce his finances? Or is it that, you know, you start making less because, and you becoming, you, you become less attractive because people won't want to deal with you. Right. People won't, you know, it, it has this effect on people where, you know, they don't feel good being around somebody who doesn't look good, you know. Right. Uh, same thing goes for, for example, Ghusl al-Jum'ah. They say Ghusl al-Jum'ah increases in your razq and sustenance. Now, is it that uh, angels, when you take the Ghusl al-Jum'ah, when you do the Ghusl uh, or the shower, you take that shower of, on the day of Friday, you know, they start saying, okay, add to this guy's razq. Or is it that we become, you know, and then we have to use atar, right. we have to use perfumes, we have to comb our beard, we have to clip our nails. So all of that combined make somebody attractive and people want to deal with that person. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about um, those hadith, you know, don't go around thinking that if you buy a turquoise now or if you, uh, uh, if you buy an agit, then uh, that's it. You don't mm-hmm. have to go to work. You don't have to do anything. That is not the case. Right. And this is what scholars call in our books al-allatam. Once something is the complete reason for for an occurrence, right? Those aren't complete reasons for an occurrence, you know. Um, so, anyhow, let's get to your question. Um, amongst the um, uh, the the stones that are mentioned in a hadith is al firuza, right? Or al firuzaj, which is turquoise, mm-hmm. which is the blue one. Yeah. Uh, are you wearing it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's that one. Um, it's. Uh, I I believe it's a really beautiful stone for sure. Yeah. Um, the hadith say that it creates uh, a sense of happiness and joy. It makes mm-hmm. you feel light. Right. Um, you know, it, it's also attractive. You know, people are attracted towards you. Um, but um, it is associated with um, victory. Right. I would say uh, the correct translation would be it's associated with victory. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we have several narrations that, for example, Imam Ali would wear a turquoise ring. Mm-hmm. He may have wore other ones, but, you know, in some battles we know that he wore a turquoise ring on his right hand. And on there, there was something written. And inshallah, we will be talking about what was written on the rings of the imams and the ma'asumin. Uh, I personally love this stone. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite. And, uh, but it's very difficult uh, to differentiate uh, an authentic 
right. turquoise from that which isn't authentic. And then taking uh, care of it's hard too. You taking care of it is very difficult. Or, right. Yes, absolutely. So oil will kill, kill this ring. Yeah. And and we'll talk about you know stones that are alive and stones that are dead and what's the difference between right. the two. <clears throat> so. It's quite an expensive one. If mm -hmm. you're looking to buy the stone out of the uh, out of this small village before Mashhad, Khurasan, it's mm -hmm. called Nishabur. Right. And that's where Imam Imam al-Rabba sallallahu alayhi had a layover before he got into Khurasan. There were many miracles made by Imam al-Rabba there. Uh, some of you have probably gone there. Uh, some mm -hmm. of the viewers have probably gone there. I'm not sure if you have. Haven't. But uh, basically, it's where the footsteps of Imam al uh engraved into a rock. Right. So, you know, it's uh, subhanAllah, just like Maqam Ibrahim in, in, uh, in Mecca. Mecca right. So you go see it there. And uh, there was a tree that Imam al he planted a seed. Mm -hmm. And be what, between his salah, the seed, the seed turned into a tree and started giving fruits. So uh, prior to uh, his, uh, he entered, prior to him entering Khurasan, Imam Rada started uh, uh, showing his uh, status with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And obviously that astonished many people. He got a lot of supporters. There in Neshabur, this particular stone exists. And exists in many other places around right. the world. It exists, for example, in Egypt. So you have right. the, 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 the Feruzaj, that's mm -hmm. from Egypt, that's Egyptian. However, the majority of our traditions from Ahl al-Bayt talk about the, um, the Feruzaj, that's from Neshabur, right. from, from that Iran. city, neighboring city of Khurasan in Iran. Now, was it that Imam al-Rada, for example, was saying, you know, because it was close, he was just telling them, you know, you can find yeah. it there, or is that... A particular area that we need to look at uh, that's also another discussion of its own however because uh, basically Neshabur is running out of Firuza right and a lot of people want the stone it has become very expensive lately right um, and it depends on the color you know if it's red uh, if it's I'm sorry if it's very blue yeah then um, it's more expensive. If it kind of goes towards the greenish, then less it is expensive. less expensive. Some of them have like cracks in them as well. Yeah, so the cracks obviously will reduce the price. Um, however, it depends on what kind of cracks. cracks. Is it black or white? Right. Is it within the stone or outside the stone? Mm -hmm. So if it's um, uh, you know if it's white uh, if it's white cracks, then mm -hmm. that's obviously going to reduce the price by a Significantly. lot. Significantly. Um, if it's black, then a little bit less, but if it's black within the stone, mm -hmm. I mean, you don't actually feel it yeah. above the stone, then that's a completely different story. Right. Um, anyways, let's move on. Uh, so we do have a hadith that you should be wearing it on salah as well. Yeah. We have a hadith that you should be wearing it, for example, when you attend a meeting or, or what have you, uh, to receive that victory, that aid. Yeah. Um, uh, we have a hadith that you should wear it when you're making a du'a. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, when it comes to turquoise. This is kind of fascinating too. You know Native Americans, in America there's also turquoise and Native yeah. Americans have it as a, a holy stone as well, mm -hmm. the turquoise. Very that's good. just yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Turquoise has been around for a very long time. 
it's definitely a stone that you know sultans and and kings and queens and right. many important people would want to have and wear. Right. Um, and then you have uh, ruby. Right. Um, Yaqut. Yeah, Yaqut. Yaqut is um, for nobility. Um, if I'm, uh, it's a red one. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's a stone that's associated with nobility. Right. Um, now, you know. Those who want to have who those who want to have that quality or or to portray that quality or mm-hmm. to associate them themselves with that quality, that's a stone for them. Um, and then you have the emerald, the green one. Right. Definitely my favorite. Um, unfortunately, not something I can afford. Uh, same thing goes for so so my favorite would be uh, definitely first the emerald, mm-hmm. uh, um, and then the turquoise. And of course, the ultimate favorite is Aqiq because, you know, mm-hmm. we'll talk about how special it is. But as far as how it looks, I would yeah. say just uh, based on beauty. the emerald, yeah, emerald and, uh, and turquoise. Right. But to be honest with you, um, emerald is a very special stone. Right. Um, and it, it is associated with uh, ease and mm-hmm. it is associated with taking away tribulations right. and it's associated with tranquility it's associated with uh you know feeling good um it's right. associated with also victory um uh, it's a very special stone it's associated with razak as well um obviously very expensive right um usually i would say to people who are trying to get you know emeralds or ruby or turquoise uh, to make sure that uh, you get them from somebody that sells them with certificates. Right. And uh, that's very important. You know, you have to have a certificate. If you're buying an emerald, you're right. spending at least $3,000, $2,000 at least yeah. for a little one. Uh, so you have to buy it from somewhere that's authentic. Right. Um, I believe that the majority of the authentic, very beautiful emeralds are from Colombia, right? Yeah, there's Colombian emeralds, Brazilian yeah. emeralds. Those yeah, are the so, highest quality. Yeah, ones. so the, the first first highest quality I think is from Colombia right. and the second one is from Brazil. Right. Anyhow, so you need to know if it's Colombian, you need to know if it's Brazilian, you need to know uh, you need to have a certificate for it. Right. Anyhow, so uh, the the green one um, is uh, is the emerald and uh, that's like we said um, it it's associated with ease. Um, and then the hematite. Hematite, Hadid. Uh, hematite is um, it's uh, it's uh, it's like a black iron. Yeah. Right. Though it's not really iron. Right. It's uh, it's, it's like a stone. a stone. Yeah. But they used to call it the Hadid, al Hadid al Saini. Chinese. The Chinese uh, iron. Right. And um, you will find that you know in Islamic countries it, yeah. it looks black. Usually on there, this statement is read, written: "A'udhu bi Jalalillah." I seek refuge in Allah's glory. A'udhu bi kalimatillah. I seek refuge in the statements or the words of Allah. A'udhu bi Rasulillah. I seek refuge to Rasulullah. This is something right. that uh, Imam Ali, the uh, uh, Ahlul Bayt, and the companions would wear in times of difficulty right. uh, with this statement sitting on, uh, uh, written on it. In fact, we have a hadith that Imam Ali in times of difficulty would wear the stone as well. Right. Um, in times of battle, sometimes he would wear the stone as well, with this statement written on it. 
And it's more affordable too. The hydration. It is. However, this is not uh, something you want to wear all the time for right. sure. Um, you know, I know you said that nothing is scientifically proven. Now, I, I know for a fact that I, I've read articles and I know of... Uh, now, they weren't in English, so I don't know how authentic they would be, but right. they seem like they're reliable sources about how they use the example of iron and um, uh, magnet. Right. And how you, they have an energy towards right, each other, right? Right, they're conductive, yeah. So, but you don't see it. Correct. And you don't feel it, right? Correct. Unless you put them next to each other. Yeah. So basically, they say that all alive rocks or stones mm-hmm. have this... Organic this, stones, yeah. This, this, uh, this energy, right? Right, definitely. Um, however, some of them will end up dying. Like mm-hmm. you said, you know, turquoise, if you, if you put oil on it... Yeah. It starts turning green and ultimately it dies. Yeah. So, you know, you want to get a stone that is alive because mm-hmm. it starts giving you the energy that you want from it, right? right. It's, it's, you don't see it, but it, it makes you feel that way. It, it generates that right. energy for you. Um, so this stone by itself, I know for a fact that it uh, sometimes it gets people agitated too fast. It gets right. them uh, angry sometimes. Um, I know, for example, some people start getting even headaches yeah. if they Little wear it all the time. testosterone, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyhow, so I would say wear it if you need to. It's, it's, it's you know, the, how do you say when you're traveling, when you're going into a business meeting, when you're going into war, hopefully you don't have to go to war anytime soon. Um, During the lockdown of Corona, yeah. don't wear it at home. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, and then you have the aqiq. Right. Aqiq uh, is obviously the most mentioned in hadith. You right. will not, I mean, you will never find any other rock or stone praised like the Aqiq in our books and mm. a hadith. Um, it is definitely something that the Ahlul Bayt always had. Right. Uh, and Aqiq is uh, of many kinds, many yeah. kinds. The Ajit has many kinds, many different colors, many different places. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about the blue, the, the black one. I'm sorry, red. the red one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very tired today. It's okay. The red one, uh, the, uh, ye- the yellow one, okay. and uh, the white one. Okay. Um, so the white one, we're not. We it's very rare. It's it's not easy to find. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, just putting it out there that it exists. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Yeah. And then you have the yellow one mm-hmm. that is very yellow. Yeah. Or yellow towards a little bit of red. That's sharaf of shams. And that's called sharaf of shams. Right. But it's aqiq. Right. But right. because of the color that it's obviously resembles, yeah, the the sun, mm-hmm. they call it sharaf of shams. Right. And then you have the aqiq that is red. Right. Now, the best place to acquire aqiq from, and, and the hadith that talk about the aqiq, mm-hmm. it talks about the aqiq that is from Yemen, al-aqiq al-Yamani. Right. Many hadith, many beautiful hadith and narrations speak about uh, the aqiq that comes out of Yemen. One of them is the one that says, you know, Allah uh, put this message, this mm-hmm. his, his, uh, his message, which is the belief in the belief in the oneness of Allah, Tawheed, right. the prophethood of all the prophets, mm-hmm. and their message, and the prophethood of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, 
and the wilayah of Amir al-Mu'mineen and the Imams after him. This is the complete message, right? Mm -hmm. He offered this to all his existence, all his creation. Right. And amongst the creation that hastened in accepting this uh, was uh, the mountain of, of the Ajah in, right. in Yemen. Yeah, uh, Jabal al-Aqiq in Yemen. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and that is why it's praised. That is why it's uh, it's loved. Now, this could be... Uh, I, I, I haven't really seen the chain of narrators or I haven't really yeah. seen you know how authentic this hadith may be, but it's a hadith that you know, it's after. mentioned, for example, in the book of Shaykh al-Saduq, Thawab al-A'mal. It's a very popular book. I don't want to say a very authentic book because in all our books, you'll find something that is authentic and something that it isn't. Right. Uh, but I'm just putting out the hadith out there. Um, you know, um, so uh, the the hadith uh, about aqiq um, are way too many. Um, yeah. uh, so basically, we have a hadith from Imam Radat says that says, Yenfil faqr. It removes poverty. We have another one that says, Yenfil nifaq. Again, from Imam Radat, that it removes hypocrisy. Hypocritical traits will be removed if you are if you have the aqiq. Um, uh, Imam al-Sadiq says, if you are the aqiq, then you will not be impoverished. Right. And you will not die as a poor person. Uh, it is narrated. It is better that I say it is narrated or it's attributed to Imam al-Sadiq because, you know, obviously when you're fasting, you can't really say Imam al-Sadiq said this if he hasn't right. said that or, or the ma'asumin. So it's better that we attribute, and once again, I want to re-emphasize that you know we we are we're attributing this to the imams as it appears in our books. Um, uh, a, a companion of Imam Al Baqir by the name of Bashir. He says, "Ayul fususi afdalu ibn Rasulullah." Which ones? Uh, gemstones. Which gemstones are the best of of stones for me to wear, Ibn Rasulullah? Right. So he says, "Ayna anta min al aqiq." Why aren't you? Um, like, wearing, don't you know about Aqiq? Don't you know about Aqiq? Um, and, um, and then he then tells him that um, it's good for Sa'af al-Rizq, for right. increase in your Rizq. Uh, we also have a hadith in, about prayer while you have Aqiq. You know, we have some hadith that say each rak'ah is equivalent to a thousand rak'ah if you wear Aqiq from Yemen. Right. Um, we have a hadith that one of the imams, I believe Imam al-Sadiq, uh, was with his companion and he passed in front of the uh, palace of the sultan or the king at the time who used to call themselves the khalifa. And uh, somebody had come out and he was lashed and he was hit and he was abused. And that was something normal, you know. Right. They would do that in police stations all the time. They still do that in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Imam al-Sadiq says to his companion, see if he's wearing a ring. And he says, he is. He says, what is the ring? So he says, it's not aqiq. He mm. says to him, it's not aqiq. We don't know what it was. And he says that if he had wore the aqiq, it would have been a protection for him. Wow. So they say, you know, hadith, such a hadith say that it's protection against poverty. It's protection against death. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, obviously, we have two types of fates written. Obviously, you know, Definitely. one is mu'allaq that changes if we pay sadaqah and what have you. Or, for example, we are in aqiq and one that is definite and that cannot be changed. Right. So I'm sure it's talking about that one. 
and uh, against whatever is going to make you bleed, as in, you know, you cut yourself or whatever, it protects you uh, against that. Right. So, uh, again, those are al-allatama, an absolute reason. You know, right. uh, it's it's possible that you have war, you wore a aqiq and, and you cut yourself or, mm -hmm. or or something bad happens, God forbid. But I'm sure it had protected you many times prior to that. And when we say that, by the way, uh, are we going to talk about superstition later? Yeah, uh, definitely. Okay, so we'll talk about that later. Al-Isra' bi al hawaj. It it gets your hajat and your prayers and your needs or 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 what you're praying to Allah answered quicker if you have uh, aqiq. Um, we also have um, um, uh, a hadith that says when you wake up in the morning, mm -hmm. uh, take this haqiq and, and mm -hmm. put it in the palm of your hand. Or if you have a haqiq that, you know, it's not in a ring, but it's just yeah, a it's stone. Just a stone yeah. And that's why you see some people, they do this. Yeah, they flip their ring. Yeah, they flip their ring. So what's the significance behind right. it? It's because they say you look at the haqiq mm -hmm. and you read inna anzalna and... Um, and then you read a little du'a and you then receive protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's against theft as well. Um, and obviously um, it's a very recommended uh, uh, stone worn by all the ma'asumin and all the uh, you know, by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam Ali was asked by Rasulullah when he was in Yemen, what do you want me to bring for you? And Rasulullah said to him, uh, several horses, he had asked them, Rasulullah, so he said to him, I want this horse, because the, the Arabian horses there were also very uh, special. Mm -hmm. And he told him to get him Aqiq. Now, Aqiq was also very uh, cheap. It wasn't uh, uh, expensive until, you know, the... The recent uh, uh, conflict war, in Yemen. Conflict in Yemen, right? And you know, obviously, Yemeni merchants can can no longer get the aqiq out, yeah. and uh, and it's also become expensive. It's become rare, unfortunately, not as uh, as you much as it used to. Um, and uh, you know, aqiq has, like I said, many different kinds. So right. if you want to buy aqiq, like I said, you know. When you go to uh, places, make sure that you buy, you try to buy one that's from Yemen. Yeah. So talking about all these uh, different kinds of stones, where would be the best place to buy some? You know, we have like five, six different types of stones we just talked about. Especially in the U.S., it might be hard to get some of them um, for a good price or, or good quality. Where do you buy your stones or where do you recommend that? So uh, if you're trying to buy a ruby or an emerald, mm -hmm. I would say Here it's good. Yeah, I would say anywhere that you're, you know, it's authentic. I know that. Go to Colombia. <laughs> go to Colombia. It's, it's actually not as easy in Colombia. Right. Probably easier elsewhere. Yeah. Because it's associated with uh, mafias and gangs and, and sometimes it's even dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um but I, I know that there's uh, a lot of places in Dubai that have, you know, uh, they that have emeralds with certificates and what have you, and rubies with certificates, and they're, you know, reliable places. Mm -hmm. um, now, are, is it going to be cheap there? No. So if you know anybody who was good at this stuff, you might yeah. want to get their help. But when it comes to aqiq and when it comes to turquoise as well, you know, turquoise, obviously, your best bet is in Mashhad or in Iran mm -hmm. if you're trying to get a Neshaburi one. 
And because it's become very expensive now, very expensive, right. uh, I, I mean, by expensive, it's almost as expensive as the emerald. Wow. Uh, now there is places that sell it with certificate, that right. this is from Neishabur. And it has a little brief summary, how old it is, you know, this, that. But in the same time, I still would say, you know, try to get it verified. Right. Um, Speak to a gemologist if you can, you know. Yeah, it's. Like, I don't know if it's going to be easy for them to tell you if it's from Neishabur. Oh, right, yeah. Or not, unless they see it. Right. Yeah, so basically the one from Neishabur, usually behind it, there is whiteness. There's mm -hmm. like a whiteness and, and it's not uh, so uh, smooth. Right. And the ones from Egypt, no, they, they usually have like the black... Uh, Cracks cracks or the right. black uh, uh, what they call veins right um, I know the American one also has the little white dots behind it yeah little spots so basically uh, I would say a good place you know is, is Iran is good right. Iraq is good uh, those obviously will will have the most Iraq I would say Durran Najaf that's that's what you want to get from there right uh, but the rest come from Iran, to be honest with you. Right. Uh, now, how authentic it is, how reliable those places are, how truthful they're going to be, yeah. that is not something that, you know, we can obviously discuss here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I have, you know, I, because obviously I lived in Qom for uh, 14 years and uh, I have this hobby and, and, and a lot of my friends, when they visit, you know, they also want to get rings and what right. have you. So I, I was able to find uh, trustworthy people. Trustworthy people. It took me a long time, but you know, right. I, I found some very special people yeah. that are uh, that have very special things. I know a lot of people too. You know, they go into a jeweler, buy these uh, jewels, gemstones, and it could be a real gemstone, but it may be lab created. Yeah. So there's a high Definitely. influx right now within the Middle East of lab-created gemstones that look identical to the real yeah. one. You can't really tell it apart. So it's just like wearing plastic, basically. Yeah. Um, it's great in the it's, It has the same chemical composition, yeah. though, which is crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, but one is created in the lab, yeah. one is created yeah. um, naturally. So <coughs> this kind of makes me want to transition and talk about... Uh, the definition of precious stones to us and maybe the definition of precious stones in pop culture or Western culture. Um, diamonds, obviously, are right now the most precious stone price-wise, rarity-wise, um, because that's how it became. You know, and like, I, I want everyone to go look into the history of diamonds and why the price is so expensive right now. Um, Diamonds were in abundance in Africa, you know, two, three hundred years ago in a crazy way. They were not rare at all by any means. They were just a simple rock. Um, but, you know, eventually people caught on to diamonds and Europeans and people that were um, colonizing Africa. They started to mine all the diamonds out of Africa and hoard them within their own countries. That way the price of the diamond would increase and the rarity would increase. So right now, you know, people, especially sisters, when they get married, they want a diamond or they want some diamond earrings or, you know, they want the wedding ring to be a diamond. And some of these diamonds, 30 grand, 40 grand, um, obviously millions of dollars in some diamonds, but you know, 
If you're spending thirty, forty grand on a wedding ring, yeah, making payments for like you could put years. a down payment on a house and get a ring that has actual spiritual benefits, yeah. or actual, you know, diamonds have no spiritual benefits whatsoever. It's just a, oh, the sisters are already getting upset with you. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, blood diamond movie. I see that. Yeah, blood diamond movie. Yeah, so especially the, those diamonds, a lot of them are. Uh, the way that they're extracted is highly corrupt. You know, people die over these stones. And then they're it's brought over here. Kids. You know, yeah. Innocent people. Yeah. So um, I want everyone to look into diamonds. And I'm actually, like, not that So into... we know that you're not going to be buying any diamonds. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the person. But I don't know. if uh, I hope she won't really want a diamond. But we'll see. That's that's a different topic. Um, but like the def definition of precious stones to us, what makes something precious to us? Is it the price or rarity or what? You is know, I think to be honest with you, I think that it's just the way com diamonds are commercialized. You know, mm -hmm. right? Like every Definitely. time you see a commercial or any, even when you, for example, you you are, you're at wedding, right? On your phone, and mm -hmm. what's the emoji that comes up? Yeah, it's the, the, diamond, the diamond ring, right? Or you know, that's that's what they use. It's just right. so commercialized, you know, that every woman when when she thinks of marriage, she just thinks of the that diamond the, ring. The, the diamond ring, right? And uh, you know, the the bigger the ring, it just shows that this guy loves me more, or mm -hmm. at least to her friends, or you know, to her uh, uh, associates that you know this right. guy loves me so Instagram. much. Yeah. And I, I really don't know where this stuff came into our lives from. Obviously, mm. it's not good. It's not good at all. Right. Um, you know, I think a, a, a woman that's confident, that has enough confidence, that has an understanding of what goes, you know, what's behind those stones. Mm. If, if you know that a child is going to end up dying because of that rock that you're wearing, that stone that you're wearing, are you going to enjoy that anymore? Right. Or if... Innocent people are going through hell because now that you're might have that. negative properties on you. Honestly, you know? and you know, um, so inshallah, in another episode, we're going to talk about hasad and we're going to be talking about jealousy. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the difference between the evil eye and jealousy? We're going right. to talk about that. So that's not the place for it, but that's that also is a reason how you can get you know jealousy. For example, with turquoise, even though it looks very beautiful right. and attractive, but it repels, repels the, the evil, evil eye right. that you know has that uh, in its nature. Uh, but definitely something very sad. Something very sad uh, when you hear about or or you read about the history of diamonds and. Mm -hmm. You know how the first part of its history is so bloody, it's so nasty, it's so uh, disgusting. Right. And then the second part of its history is, oh, it creates wedding and, and mm -hmm. love and, and romance and, and whatever comes right. with it. So uh, very contradictive for sure. Definitely. But in the end of the day, it is an industry that's making billions, billions right. of dollars for certain people mm -hmm. and uh, they know exactly how to sell it to you they know exactly how to market it to you and and that's how they're being able to control people with it yeah what when we talk about gemstones we obviously had many questions asking what kind of gemstones the ahlul bayt wore 
Yeah. Um, and if they did wear some, were, did they have any inscriptions on them? Were they mm-hmm. etched with any mm-hmm. ayat or hadith or anything like that? Yeah, so basically, uh, we talked about the stones that they would wear. Right. And now we're going to talk about what was written on their stones. And obviously, we'll talk about if you should have the same thing or you can get go for, for something else. Uh, amongst the, 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 the uh, uh, rings that we wear today that is meant for protection is something called Harzul Jawad. Right. It's a ring that Imam al-Jawad would wear. They usually have like a little star on them. Yeah. And there is a dua that's in there. So right. it's like a, a little dome type of ring. And right. within there, they actually place this Small thin piece paper. of paper. Right. If you open it, there there's a dua that mm-hmm. Imam al-Jawad had in his pocket for his protection. Right. And he taught that to others. And that's how it's passed on to us. And it's a beautiful dua. And it's called Harz al-Jawad. Right. Now, what was written on the the stone or or the uh, uh, the the ring of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam? It was written La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful statement. Yeah. Also, very powerful statement. Right. On the stone, on the on the ring of Imam Ali, La ilaha illallah al-Malikul Hakul Mubin, the King, the Truth, the Apparent. Mm-hmm. La ilaha illallah, the king, the truth, the apparent. There is no God uh, but Allah, the truth, the king, the apparent. La ilaha illallah al-maliku al-haqq al-mubin. On the uh, ring of our beloved lady Fatima, salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayha. Uh, it wasn't a diamond, by the way. Mom Ali no, didn't get it. Mostly, a, uh, I would say, Just aqeer. to yeah. remind our sisters. <laughs> Ni'ma al-Qadrullah, um, which is uh, translated into that the best of the powerful is Allah. Right. We have many of the powerful, but who has the most power? Allah. Who's the best of them? Allah. Who's right. the most capable? So the best of the powerful is Allah. Ni'ma al-Qadrullah. And then another one, Amin al-Mutawakkilun. Allahu Akbar. That the ones who have tawakkul will be saved, will be okay. Uh, so, you know, the key was tawakkul there right. in the life of Fatima al-Zahra. And it portrays, you know, her, and really everything that is written on those stones, it portrayed a, a huge part and principle within the life of that ma'asum. Right. Al-Imam Hassan, al-Izzatu lillahi jami'a. All glory belongs to Allah. Mm. Al-Imam al Hussein. A lot of people want to know this one. Yeah. Inna Allah baligu amrih. Allah's mission, Allah's plan will prevail. Subhanallah. This was written on the stone, uh, the aqiq of Imam al-Hussein sallallahu alayhi Sometimes it could have been turquoise, by the way, according to the hadiths. I see. And other stones, the ones that we have mentioned. Imam al-Sadiq, for example. Kun min Allahi hadira. Be aware of Allah. And the rest of the ma'sumin, obviously, our time is limited. Uh, now, what come, you know, what, can I get something written on my stone? Yes, absolutely. You can buy a aqiq, you can buy a... Uh, for example, we have a hadith from Imam al-Rada, alayhi, uh, about the turquoise and people who cannot have children. And it has a special du'a written on the turquoise for them in a special way. Right. So, um, you getting the stone, acquiring the stone, and then getting something written on it is... Is not hard 
mm-hmm. or buying something that you know it's with already with already in, yeah. uh, with with some with a statement already written on it is isn't hard either. It's more expensive. However, what's important about this is um, who writes it and when do they write it and how do they write it. You know, you have people that write it, but uh, they they're artists. They mm-hmm. don't even pray. They don't fast. They don't. You know, it's they're just they're doing it as a job. Yeah. And then you have others who know they you know they they do it part of rituals. You know, I know someone who writes it, for example, between uh, fajr prayers after he does his prayers and sunrise. That is the most blessed time of the day, mm-hmm. and he does it with wudu, and he does it with you know he he does you know, so it's 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 very special. It's very it's a different. Person. Uh, it's very different how uh, those statements are written and how they're going to have an effect. But basically, you can write. You know, I saw a alim, a great alim, uh, uh, and by alim I mean like you know, up there, right? Uh, in 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 spirituality and knowledge. And on his uh, on his uh, stone, he had written, "I am the servant of Fatima." Mm-hmm. So you can write, you know, Anything whatever you that portrays your personality, right? Uh, whatever that portrays your uh, your state of mind. Uh, how 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 do you feel about Allah? You know, are you a person who? Uh, has a lot of tawakkul, right. then write that. If Are you somebody who's seeking forgiveness? Then write that. Are you somebody who's thankful? Write that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and see how it makes you feel. It's going to make you feel much better. It's going to make you feel special. Um, there's a lot of books that I have read that within there you'll find that, you know, for example, some of the kings, some of the... Um, Emperors, some of right. the imams, some of the Sahaba, they have you know special stones and and they had special du'as and they had special uh, 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 things that made them feel special, and that's what's going to get us to our last part of the discussion. Let and, me ask you uh, one thing though yeah. before we go to the next point. So those rings that were etched. Yeah. Were they used as seals for letters or because the one you know, from Rasulullah? Then, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and the imams. Right. Uh, but um, for example, the seal of Rasulullah. If you go to top copy and yeah, you and, could see it. Yeah, you could see it. It says La ilaha yeah. illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Some of them they would wear it only for themselves, and some of them they would wear it only when they want to use it seal. as a seal. Right. And the maraja today the same thing. Right. You know, for example. Say the Sistani or the rest of the Maraja, they have the seal, but it's in their pocket. They mm-hmm. don't wear it, so they take it, it out. It could be like they, a little stamp. Yeah, too. and they they seal it and they put it back in their pocket. Right. And after they die, they break it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, I don't think the anybody was literally wearing it. Yeah. Uh, and then taking it out and and using it as a seal, right. but it was turned into a ring. Right. Um, the reason being, for example, for example, the Catholic Church. Right. That's how it determined, you know, with uh, with uh, with people of office, with right. people like cardinals. Yeah. You know, cardinals were like princes of the Vatican, right? Right. Princes so, of Rome, right? Princes of Rome or the Vatican, right? And that's how you know they were given this ring that yeah. they have to wear it, yeah. and they also used it as a seal. It's so, a way to authenticate their identity. You yeah. know, when when back before. Text messaging or WhatsApp. Yeah, you need to authenticate someone, um, yeah. and their seal is. Yeah, you know. and and now when like for example you claim you have a letter from a marja, right? 
you have to have the seal. Right. Without the seal, it's not. It's we're not worth anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, to our last point and um, the most important point: gemstones and superstitions. I know some people think that okay, I'm gonna wear this atiq and I'm gonna pray, and my prayer will be multiplied by a thousand. So if I pray once a day with this atiq <laughs> on, I don't have to pray for a while. Or, uh, for example, like okay, I'm gonna go you know, do some crazy dangerous stuff, but wear this stone. Yeah. And it's going to keep me safe. Yeah. Or you see someone with like 10 stones on their hands. Yeah. Walking around to yeah. repel enemies. And yeah. the guy has no enemies. Yeah. He's broke, yeah. but he has like 25 yeah. stones. Yeah. So what is the whole superstition? You know, there's yeah. a lot of superstition driven. Yeah. There's a lot of people collecting stones. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and literally, I mean, you'll see them and they're wearing like 50 rings. Right. And, uh, Two or three on the same finger. Yeah. And that is not really recommended, to be honest right. with you. And it creates uh, this form of us depending on those stones. Right. And that is shook. Right. That is not allowed. Um, all of what we said will happen with the will of Allah subhanahu wa right. once Allah allows once Allah decides and Allah has given us a package he doesn't just say go wear this ring right no Allah says work hard don't make enemies stay mm -hmm. safe you know take your medication live healthy all that and you know this could help but if you do all everything wrong and you expect Depends this to help you right. no Especially if you don't have tawakkul, especially mm -hmm. if you're not combining with faith, especially if you're not combining with the obedience and of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's a package. But I want to talk about superstition in a, in a, in a way that is, uh, I would say, real. Right. You know, uh, somebody who prays one, one salah and then doesn't pray a thousand, that's really stretching it. I know right. you're joking. But I will yeah. tell you scenarios where it happens. People who end up going to ziyarah. Right. Or go, going back home, Lebanese people, people who go to Africa, you know, mm -hmm. uh, people who go to India, people who go to Pakistan, people who go to Iran, people who go to Iraq. Uh, I'm sure I've left uh, other places out, but yeah. those are the main areas that I want to talk about and we have to conclude very soon. Is they'll come back, they'll go and they'll somehow, through somebody, they will get to know someone who is... Uh, a, a, a spiritual leader or a spiritual person or mm -hmm. somebody who writes du'as. Right. And they'll go to this person and they'll say, oh, my daughter, she's not getting married. Right. Or she has problems with her husband. Or her husband doesn't spend on her. Or my son is doing drugs. Mm -hmm. He doesn't wake up in the morning and go to work. Or, uh, oh, my husband, I feel like, uh, you know, he's not okay with me. And the likes. Okay. And... What do you think this person does? Is there anybody who has gone to those people and they say to them, no, you're just thinking that in your mind. Right. That doesn't exist. You know, your husband is just upset with you because every husband gets upset with his wife. Yeah. Your daughter is not married because it's just not time for her. She's going to get married. You know, right. They won't say that. They'll say, oh, there's somebody who has a spell on you, who has black magic, mm -hmm. who's this, who's that. And, and they'll make up the story where you're literally shivering mm -hmm. from fear there and you're like... I need whatever you know, you're going to My do. life is going to go down a very dark path. Definitely. So, and then you're thinking, how am I going to get myself out? Well, they have the solution. They're going to give you a little ring, a little tasbih, a little yeah. 
uh, written doodles. Literally, I somebody showed me this, and I kid you not, I don't know how much they had spent on this, but he gave me a piece of paper. He said, I got this in Ziara, and it's supposed to make me wealthy and whatever. So I looked at it, and literally, it was someone who just took a pen and just doodled wow. on a piece of paper and gave it to this guy, and this guy paid money for it. So basically, they're going to con artists. Most of those people, brothers and sisters, are con artists. They are lying to you. Yeah. We have to, we have to really put a separate uh, discussion about this whole yeah. uh, notion of who those people are, what type of powers they have. They could tell you what you had for lunch today. Mm. Or not today. You didn't have lunch today because you're fasting. Yeah. But you know, they could tell you a lot of things about you. So how is that possible? That they know of my past. They can tell you, you know, for example, a lot of things, honestly. Right. It's creepy. Uh, it's creepy. I have seen I have seen this with my own eyes, so nobody has to explain it to me. Yeah. Um, or you can show them a picture and they'll tell you a lot of things about this person in the picture. Without knowing them. Without knowing them. Right. How is this possible? Are those people real? Can they help you? Can they change your life? Can they make it better? Or no. miserable. This is all shirk. Right. Even if good things were supposed to happen to you, it will change. Right. Because, because why? Because then you start depending on them, not on Allah subhanahu right. wa ta'ala. Allah says, قُلْ لَا يَعْبَأُ رَبِّكُمْ لَوْ لَا دُعَاءُكُمْ Allah wants your dua. Allah wants, قُلْ اِدْعُونِ أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ Allah wants you to pray to Him, right. to have tawakkul onto Him. Um, you know, we didn't see our Imams or Rasulullah, God forbid, going and, and doing such things. Mm -hmm. And this is all forbidden. Those who get into uh, 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 involved in black magic, God forbid. Sorcery. Uh, they are going to hell. Right. This is a uh, they. Uh, this is a, a a major sin. I know people that come from religious families that have this practice and get themselves into this practice. This is haram. It is not allowed and they will be punished greatly in the Day of Judgment. If you want to get things to your advantage in this life, what's this life worth, Habibi? What is this life worth? Right. This life is going to be 20 years, 30 years, 40 years of your victory. And then you have to go and, and answer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. Right. Uh, so that's a completely different topic. But I want to talk about in the end of superstition. Mm -hmm. You know, the superstition that comes along with all those things that we have mentioned where some people use it to their advantage, uh, uh, to cheat people, to lie to people. You have to be smart enough, brothers and sisters, to differentiate between the two, uh, to make good decisions for yourself. And... Um, you know, I hope we did some justice to this topic. Um, I know we won't be able to get into it uh, any further, but uh, you know, we'll we'll be able to continue, inshallah, on similar topics after the month of Ramadan. Inshallah. Thank you so much, Sayyid. Thank you so much to our viewers, everyone that tuned in. We hope you enjoyed our topic today. Thank you so much for your questions, for your support. Um, unfortunately, we don't have much time left to talk. But please be on the lookout. We're going to have one last episode. The topic is going to be announced, um, you know, within the next day. Uh, put your questions there and give us your positive feedback. If you want us to change anything or have anything in mind, please subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And keep us in your da'at. There's only a few days left in Ramadan. And thank you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you brothers and sisters for joining. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.